welcome, welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. Ah, the highlight of my week. Cruzy McCalligan joins us for our <laughs> midweek audio column. How are you doing, Cruz? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm enjoying this cooler weather. Um, <laughs> Um, as I think we we all have. I think been. we all. It's like, are, oh, yeah. it's a bit it's a bit breezy. We're like it's a delight. It's it's you know what I mean. We're not um, melting into a heap every time we step outside the door. So that is a positive. I'm Absolutely. Say that is a positive. For and sure. it, and it's the perfect weather to be doing what you're going to be talking about on today's uh, <laughs> yes. audio column. Yes. Yes. So we're going to be talking about scooters and scootering, which. Um, it doesn't have, is not a weird euphemism for something. We're literally talking about the push scooters. I <laughs> <laughs> just want to clarify that. Um, but we're talking about scooters. And um, it's funny because uh, we, I tend to associate them with kids. Like anytime you go out to a playground, anything in Hong Kong, and you have like hundreds of kids in this army of scooters, right? I'm sure you've seen the same thing. And um, kids just love them. But um, more than that is actually um, my mum recently had her 60th birthday present and that's what she asked for. She asked for a scooter, like a, a big, an adult size one, obviously. Um, and she was really excited about it. And I just thought that was just, um, just such a wonderful thing to be able to, you know, have that sense of playfulness because there is something about a scooter that makes you want to walk over and start scootering on it, right? You it's know, you see those kind of push scooters and you just think, looks fun. It's fun. And you're right. It's not. Um, it's not just with children. Adults have you ever love scootering. No, I've never had a scooter before, and it's. And I always try to go on my daughter's one, but I suppose I'm too heavy for it. I haven't broken it so far, but you never know. I might be asking for <laughs> one for for my next birthday. But it's great. They have you. Have you ever owned one, or do do you like going on scooters? I the last friends. I must have been. I would say maybe like 11 or 12 years old. And it was one of those like metal, the razor scooters. Do you remember them? And they were the folding ones and they were like metal. Cool. And they came out when we were at school and I got them as like a Christmas present. And it seemed like really good in theory, but it's like the design hadn't been perfected yet because the wheels were a little bit small. So it was quite a bumpy ride unless it was like a really smooth road. It was kind of a bit of, bit of a bumpy ride. And also they were made of this kind of like, they were kind of this sort of thick aluminium metal. And I just remember they would swing around and you just clock yourself on the ankle all the time. Oh, and I just yeah. had this memory of these scooters banging me on the ankle. It's still, it's still very visceral to me, but it was fun. At the time it was fun. And um, it's been adorable lately because I can see my daughter really loves playing with them and um, loves pushing them on. And now that obviously my mother is a scooter fanatic. So <laughs> it's become something that seems to be a part of our lives, but they are, you know, no, they're, they're a really fascinating thing and I wanted to look into the history of them a little bit and their popularity and also some of the um, the sort of crises that have surrounded them because of the electric scooter oh. um, situations that have happened but we're going to get to that later so um, on average so one of the the top companies for making scooters is micro so micro scooters so micro scooters is quite well known those sort of kids scooters really and on average an estimated 500,000 of those micro scooters are used on a school run in the UK every day well maybe not right now but last year yeah. so like half a million wow. people are like commuting to school on their little micro scooters which is you know a million miles of scooting every day of the week that's happening um, which is equivalent to scooting around the world 40 times just on one school run and um, saves about £130,000 in petrol um, from that as well, which is 
incredible. Um, and of course, like, you know, um, that many scooter journeys um, is a lot less car journeys and things like that. So it's quite an interesting concept. But they're now starting to think of them. People think of these scooters as almost like a, um, a rite of passage for the children. I think it was like one in 40 American parents said that they saw this as like a milestone for their child would be like when they started to, to learn to scooter. You know what I mean? They started using a scooter. So it's not just how we used to do like, okay, when someone learns to ride a bike, this is actually people talking about like, oh, you know, when my child learns to use a scooter, it's a, it's kind of a developmental, you know, achievement milestone as well, which is super interesting. And they've been around for a really, really long time, actually. Um, I tried to find a little bit more. So let's just, just, just in case people are listening and they don't really know what we're talking about. So a kick scooter or a push scooter is a human powered street vehicle with a handlebar a deck that you stand on with your feet or one foot and wheels and you propel it by pushing off the ground okay we're not talking about like a moped we're talking about like a human a human pushing um, one that's human powered um, and of course um, these can have sort of three wheels or four wheels there's different kind of configurations some of them can fold some of them don't fold some of them are bigger and of course today we also have some that have uh, electric motors as well so you just kind of stand on it and it would have an electric motor so there's human powered ones and there's the electric motor powered ones as well interestingly um, when we talk about the invention of the scooter um, it actually comes back to the creativity of children because apparently um, this was something that they think was happening in kind of um, industrial urban areas in europe and the united states in the 1920s or actually earlier than that um, where kids who were just like kind of you know their, their playground was roaming the the, you know, coal darkened streets of industrial 1920s Europe um, would just basically take roller skate wheel sets and attach them to a board and create kind of a handle and just kind of innovating that way to just have a bit of fun and just to do something interesting. Um, so this was this idea that these children um, who were quite imaginative would be taking, um, you know, would be taking things apart and putting them back together again. And they created this kind of scooter design, which is super interesting. Um, we can see from, if you look, we look back some German archives, we can see that if you look for roller scooter, um, that they have uh, both homemade and manufactured children's scooters were used and raced in Berlin, Paris, and places like that um, in the 1930s and 1940s and the 1950s. So they were around for a while that people, kids were playing with them and, and pushing them around and racing. And there's a short movie that we have, a, a historical film called A Trip Through the Streets of Amsterdam, um, which was shown in 1922, which shows a number of children on scooters. So we have these historical records of kids um, playing with them in the street as well. So they have been around for a while. Um, yeah, and so it, it, it's, it's, it's uh, fascinating in that way. But of course, like um, any kind of interesting um, invention, somebody will come along and take it and try and make it better or you know do something different with it and before um before bicycles were used we had these uh, this idea of different scooters and how um uh, scooters were being uh, used kind of like mainly on roads but also um on created roads. to yeah so like on like like on footpaths oh. like we're not thinking like you know what i mean um in kind of like footpaths and pedestrian walkways and stuff like that pavements um, sidewalks <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. Um, and it, so then we also had this uh, this different version of the scooter uh, for adults, because obviously like a smaller one for an adult maybe doesn't have as much purpose. It's like it's fun for a kid, but an adult who wants to get from A to B, we, they then created this uh, slightly different idea. Um, adults, adult scooters were almost like half bicycle, they were like a bicycle scooter hybrid. So we have lots of footage from kind of the 1920s. We have like almost like a huge bicycle wheel at the front and then the flat, like this, the flat flat bit of the scooter, the, the deck near the floor, and then like a smaller back wheel. So kind of like a squashed penny farthing bike, if you can imagine what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Yes. And so adults were using those. And the benefit of that bigger wheel was you could go faster because obviously with little dinky wheels, every pebble is going to right? So it's not exactly a very smooth, right? Exactly. So with that benefit of that big wheel, you could go a bit faster. And then they, they created this amazing thing called the Autoped in 1915. So they took that, um, they actually made the wheels smaller, but still bigger than kind of the roller skate wheels that kids were using. And they created this thing called the Autoped, which kind of had, um, which I was just looking into, which kind of had this sort of um, uh, little kind of gas, um, like gas engine at the back. So it was again, something you could kind of put it on and it could um, kind of, you know, could just uh, power you along and, and delivery people used it and stuff like that. And someone who was very well known for using this kind of first very rudimentary motorized scooter was actually Amelia Earhart, the um, the aviator. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was a huge advocate of autopeds and of motorized scooters. She loved them. And she she really thought that, um, yeah, this was in the 1930s, um, you know, that they that a lot of people thought, oh, yes, yeah, scooters are going to take replace the arduous task of walking. We're not going to walk anymore. We're going to scooter everywhere. Scoot and your Amelia... way to obesity. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, she said that, you know, she um, Amelia Earhart used them to get everywhere. She absolutely loved them. So she was a real um, she was a real advocate for the scooter, which is quite a cool, like, you know, quite a badass thing to, to think about Amelia Earhart on this like motorized scooter heading everywhere she wanted to go. Um, but of course, we then um, we then move into like we have our modern scooters and we have all these different ideas with uh, kids ones. And so, of course, you know, stability with kids and people innovating different designs and ones that fold and are lighter and more adaptable and stuff like that. Um, but really interestingly, um, there have been some kind of um, there's been some issues with electric scooters. So kind of, have you ever seen that footage of like all the bikes abandoned in China from rideshare programs? And they just have these like bike oh, wastelands. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So unfortunately, electric scootering was kind of at a risk of that happening as well. Like in the States, there's these amazing, like loads of these, um, these services popped up, these kind of rideshare programs and apps for sharing electric scooters. So essentially you'd just be, now obviously this doesn't work in Hong Kong, our urban centers are super dense. And frankly, if anyone was driving a scooter down the road in Causeway Bay, we'd be pretty frustrated about it. If, I mean, it was sorry, down the pavement or something like that would be a little bit like, sorry, mate, can you not? You know, we, <laughs> it's, you know, you're going a bit quick for all of us, but the, the interesting thing is that they, um, you know, in places like California, um, these like really, really took off and 
they were all over the place and these electric scooters from these different services i think two key ones were lime and bird and you could basically use an app to unlock the electric scooter and then use it to go where you needed to go and then at night they would be and then just hop off and leave it anywhere and someone could find it with a tracking app and then at night there'd be a service where a big truck would come and collect them all using gps and then take them and charge Whoa. them overnight and then put them out again for people yeah so it's quite a lovely idea because of course it's fantastic when we think about combating climate change mm-hmm. um making sure we're not using we're not using cars you know these might be places where the public transportation isn't particularly effective so um you know it's an amazing solution to be like you can walk you can get around quicker in larger cities with you know with a with a low carbon footprint essentially um but what's really interesting is that of course this then became to when things sort of proliferated in a city that wasn't designed for them, they, they came, there were some real issues, um, not just teething issues, but the more popular it became, the more frustrated people would get with it, where they're like, everyone is scootering. I can't, I can't drive my car down the road. Or, you know, they're just, I, there's these scooters everywhere. It's almost like urban clutter that these things are all over the place. So it's kind of, it's had, it ran the risk of delving into that ride share problem that we had with bicycles in China, Mm. that kind of proliferation of ride share programs and not having enough demand. But interestingly, um, one of the biggest issues that people were having with scooters is the fact that people were using them very um, casually you know, they're like, oh, I might just take a scooter for, you know, lunch or to get myself to the meeting down the road a bit quicker. Um, And some of these um, electric scooters can go up to 30 kilometers an hour. So that's pretty quick. It's pretty quick, for, yeah, for a scooter. It's pretty quick. For such a totally. small, and yeah. Absolutely. And what they found was that actually people were having a lot of accidents. And the accidents were made worse by the fact that people weren't wearing helmets because it was such a casual... I'm, um, I'm sorry, Cruz. Spontaneous thing we're just doing in a way. They, they, weren't wearing, um, they weren't wearing helmets. And approximately 1,500 people in 2017 in the U.S. were involved in e-scooter related. Yeah, um, we're just uh, we're involved in um, e-scooter related crashes. Um, and of course, this is because they weren't wearing helmets. Quite a few people talk about their experiences of crashing headfirst into the ground and having like head injuries and having to go to hospital for quite a long time. Um, so that's the other thing that people, I guess, people don't really think about a lot is that, um, you know. They're very cool. It's kind of a last minute solution. They're affordable and stuff like that. But of course, you need to still have, there needs to be some safety uh, protocols in place. And very few people are walking around carrying their own scooter helmet. Um, so, or that, you know, maybe the, the scooter doesn't come with a helmet to keep track of a helmet and a scooter in, with an app or a GPS system, right? It seems a bit weird. Or maybe strangers don't want to put a sweaty helmet on from somebody else moments <laughs> after they've taken it off, right? So there was kind of a quite a few teething issues in that way. Um, and people didn't really, um, people didn't really realize, you know, that that was some of the, you know, that that was this sort of drawback to this really cool technology, nice sharing economy ideal was that people weren't using helmets, um, which of course you should do if you are scootering and kids should absolutely wear a helmet. If you are scootering, you are moving faster than you could as a, you know, if you were, for example, running or even if you were running very, very fast, you probably would avoid falling on your head but um that's something that people don't really think about is that they're this really fun thing but that you you need to be safe when you're using them um, and that applies for hong kong as well so it's always important to wear a helmet um, i have some interesting facts about why they have become so popular from a kind of health place as well 
because they do have this um they have they are rising in popularity around the world and um they're not just because it makes people feel good because they you know they're they're fun <laughs> that's a kind of a key one we forget it's fun it's fun to scooter it feels good um they get us outside and things like that they do uh, they are an eco-friendly way to get around um which is you know they're inexpensive really i mean unless you get a super 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 fancy electric one most push scooters are very are affordable they're not they're not crazy expensive so it's in that way it's quite interesting but in terms of like a health benefits there's quite a few um so one of the things they say is that you know um scooter uh, scooter riding essentially if we think about it like quite philosophically as an exercise um if we compare it say to jogging um it's a low impact exercise so it, it kind of it protects your joints more than jogging. You don't have the impact and the shock of landing on your knees or your ankles. Um, and of course, it also, it, cycling um, um, obviously actively uses the lower part of your body. When you're cycling, you use your legs and your glutes and everything else. But when you're um, scootering, um, the same, you're also using muscles in your back and your chest and your, and your stomach. So you're, you know, on top of that, you're not going to get back pain like you might if you were cycling and hunched over. Obviously, if you're not professionals, if you're a professional cycler, it's not a problem. But if you're an amateur and that you're trying to look for sort of low impact exercises, scooting, scooting is pretty, um, pretty, pretty, a pretty good one. Um, interestingly, you shouldn't forget to alternate your left and right stepping leg. And I tried this on my mum's scooter and I can't do it. So I think I need to practice. <laughs> it's like it's like, you know, it's like alternating breathing sides when you're a swimmer. You're supposed to do both. But most of us just get lazy. For the rest of our lives, just do out, one. Exactly, you <laughs> but need to work you're not supposed to do that with, um, with scootering. You need to work both sides. Yeah, um, and of course, uh, it's um, it's it it does it has this wonderful way of because we're in that upright position when we're cycling, which is super. Um, in terms of uh, using energy, a scooter riding equals a very brisk run or a fast swim. So it's kind of that same sort of mid mid intensity exercise once you build up speed obviously if you're just pottering along <laughs> i think you're you're probably not burning much but otherwise it does kind of it does get it's a little bit of cardio and it can it can um it can burn fat and use and burn extra calories if you want to if you're interested in that sort of thing um they've also shown that it's a nice activity for people who are going like to or from like lunch if you're having a lunch break for example they were saying like having a scooter ride to and from lunch can be very beneficial in the kind of exercise and um aerobic exercise it offers you and being that little bit of uh, low impact exercise um it's also been shown that uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, PTs recommend do, uh, physiotherapists can recognize doing uh, recommend doing low intensity or rec we've, we've just lost you there Cruz uh, we're talking about PT physical uh, therapy and we just lost you uh, we'll try so we got you back, Chris. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we oh. just lost you temporarily. You you were up to the point of talking about a physical a physiotherapist. Oh, sorry, yes. no problem. So I was just saying that a physiotherapist recommend doing low intensity or recovery sessions. So one of the good things about scootering is that it is engaging a lot of muscle groups and getting blood flowing around your body. So it's a really good low intensity exercise that can help with a lot of um, injury recovering as well. So that in that way, it's quite a it's quite a fun thing. I mean, in Hong Kong, it's, it's something I wish could happen more. Um, but I find like we need we don't really always have the infrastructure for it. So a lot of parts 
parks you're not really allowed to scooter in even children aren't really supposed to i've seen kids getting told off for scootering around a playground which seems silly because mm. if it's tiny kids with tiny scooters you can't go super fast or far right but um there's you know there's there's only so many places in the city that you could probably you know build up some velocity on a scooter before having to turn around and go back again, if you know what I mean. Can you, um, can you scoot um, uh, in yeah, shopping centres? Because I often think it's such a nice surface. I mean, it might be quite a hard surface. Oh, it would be so satisfying, but I definitely think you're not allowed to do oh. that. But that sounds dreamy. It would, I'm sure it would be amazing to just glide through Festival con. Walk. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. But no, I, I don't think that. But I think that, I think also it just, it comes down to like this, this really, um, it's a really uh, healthy kind of way to be. It kind of slows people's pace down. It has like low carbon footprint as a, as a way of exercising, as a way of moving around the city. But I just feel like at so many times there's very few, like unfortunately there just seems to be few places that are organized that in the same way that there's few places that are kind of a, a accessible for cyclists in Hong Kong or accessible for anyone in a weird wheeled vehicle. Mm. Even wheelchair users wheelchair find users. it pretty exactly. inaccessible here. So how would somebody in a scooter find it? But I mean, if you can find a path or like some cycle path up in the new territories and stuff, I mean, it would be such such a fun pastime to, to scooter around, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you got a few scooter, scooter-esque oh. quotes or is that a difficult subject you know, to find quotes on? It was a really difficult subject to find quotes on. I did find this Canadian singer called Jessie Reyes. She said that her father said, oh, I told my father I wanted to raise a scooter. And he, he painted a wooden box with some, some, some colors and some wheels. And I was like, oh. And then, you know, obviously now she could afford all the scooters she wants or something like that. But I mean, other than that, it was quite hard to find some scooter quotes, to be honest. Not um, to worry, Cruz. Maybe we can create our own scooter quotes once we, once we get our hands on one. Do you have yeah, any exactly. plans to scooter? Follow in your oh, mom's I, footsteps. I would love to, but I'm also just a stickler for the rules. So I hate being, <laughs> I have to know that I am definitely allowed in this space to use this thing. I'm such a stickler for that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I just, I hate being told off by a rogue security guard. So for that reason, um, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting till I'm like, am I, am I definitely okay to scooter here? Okay, cool. I'll scooter here. I mean, I think the thing is like, I don't have any shame in terms of like, you know, no one looks stupid when they're having fun. I would happily be spotted on a scooter. And my mum can attest to this, seeing a six-year-old like just full of joy because of how much she loves scootering is awesome. But also I think it's also a case of wearing a helmet. You yes. know what I mean? So that's what I mean. So until I have a helmet and I find a place that I'm definitely allowed to do it, I'm stickler from the rules and I'll, I'll wait a bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. But I'm keen. I'm keen. All right. I'm down for, for that. Okay. Well, maybe we can post some pictures of, of yes. you scootering once you've got your helmet uh, in place. Well, Cruzan, thank you so much for your time this week and I look forward to more chats with you uh, next Wednesday. Thank you very much indeed. Indeed. See you. See Bye. you. Bye.